1: Good morning, bucknotters Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, December 10th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Let's start right at the top, even though we talked about it on Wednesday's show when I had uh, Pat Murphy on. Um, It's still very fresh. Ohio State hiring Jim Knowles as defensive coordinator. Word came down Tuesday evening. I'm fired up about this. This is the first time you and I have talked about this. Just your general thoughts on Ohio State hiring Jim Knowles as defensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, I I love it. I think it's going to be uh, a game changer for the defense. I think he's in a situation where you saw a guy take a bunch of three stars and make them a top five defense in all of college football. Uh, So I'm I'm curious to see what he can do with Ohio State's talent. Uh, He's a Broyles award winning finalist here. And the fact that he can get a top five defense in the Big 12 tells me that this guy is ready to go. And I think this is critical for Ryan Day because he needs a lieutenant on that side of the football who's going to take charge, create some order, create some structure, and just let these kids fly around and not overthink. And I think that's what you're going to see. And, Dave, I I was saying it on uh, on Twitter earlier in the week after the announcement, I think the biggest – detail in regards to this hire that is that is huge for me is the fact that he is also a linebacker coach. So he's going to go into here. This is going to be his baby. This is going to be uh, his his defense that he's going to call he's going to be in charge. But he's also going to be able to help with those linebackers. So you shouldn't see an issue going forward where linebackers don't know where to fit. Linebackers don't know where to scrape. They don't know how to read their keys currently. So hopefully with him being the the general of the defense, that they will also know where they need to be as far as the linebackers, since he will be heavily involved in that aspect.
1: So many interesting things about this hire. We'll get to schematics, more about schematics in a moment. But um, another thing I love, Gene Smith is opening up the checkbook big time here. Word is that Jim Knowles will be making $2 million per season. It wasn't that long ago where an Ohio State assistant coach had never made a million dollars a season. I think that changed maybe, what, like five years ago, if that, four or five years ago uh, with uh, Kevin Wilson and someone named Ryan Day as well, and they had to uh, prevent him from going to the Tennessee Titans as Uh, Mike Vrabel's offensive coordinator. After one year at Ohio State, uh, you knew Ryan Day was a hot name when he's getting offered uh, offensive coordinator jobs in the NFL. Anyway, I love that Gene Smith is opening up the checkbook. I did not expect they would be paying someone $2 million a year. And, you know, as I think most people listening to the show know, but uh, maybe not everybody, I mean, Jim Knowles had a lot of suitors. I mean, Florida, Clemson, maybe USC, maybe a few others, LSU. A lot of big-time programs are coming after him. Ohio State had to pay him. Penn State, I think, was coming after him. So, man, I love that Gene's opening up the checkbook here.
0: Yeah, it's, it's big. And for the longest period of time, Gene has had the, the reputation of being a penny pincher. Uh, the stakes are getting high. You look look around all of college football, coaches are getting massive deals left and right. Um, I think that with the, with the new TV contracts coming up, a lot of schools are going to be making a lot more money. So that's giving – the opportunity to really pay top tier, uh, top tier deals to these coaches, um, and right now I just think that it's so critical for Ohio State to get it right on that side of the football because they just need a competent defense that's going to get stops. And if it's going to, if it's going to, uh, you know, cost a little bit more than so be it. And the one thing that I really like about this, and I, I think it speaks volumes, is the amount of. Oklahoma State players going to Twitter and wishing him nothing but the best and talked about how he has such a positive impact on their lives. So you you never saw any hard feelings coming from the Oklahoma State players. Everybody was just like, he's a heck of a coach. Uh, He's a great mentor. He's a great teacher. He knows his stuff. And uh, if you ventured over to the Oklahoma State 24-7 boards, they're, they're pretty upset as far as their fans because they felt that Oklahoma State didn't do enough to keep him. And basically, they should have given him a blank check. and he writing his number. Um, but at the end of the day, Gene stepped up. I think the next step is he needs to get Ryan Day paid because there's no way if you look at Day's current contract and, and the way the landscape is shaping in college football that he doesn't at least
1: deserve a pay bump. No doubt about it. All right, one more thing on Jim Knowles. I'm curious to get your take on schematics with him. What do you like about his game? He runs a 4-2-5, but, it, but it, really, though, it's not a traditional 4-2-5. there it such a thing as a traditional 4-2-5, but, I mean, he'll bring a linebacker up as, as like a D-end. He'll crash his safeties down. It's a very aggressive scheme. Uh, what do you like about the scheme?
0: Yeah, um, you mentioned it, you know, his base 4 two, 5 I even saw some looks where he was – He had three uh, defensive linemen down, so he's willing to get exotic with his looks. The thing for me is, you know, we can talk about looks and fronts till we're blue in the face, but for this Ohio State defense, you just need a guy who's going to teach fundamentals. He's going to teach a defense to, you know, read their keys, make the proper fits, Get off tackle, get off blocks to make a tackle, and not play in mud. I felt like the last several years, when it came to this defense, guys were just playing in the mud. Now, what I mean by that is they, the ball would be snapped and they're not reacting. Their feet are stuck instead of see ball, get ball. Guys were just playing slow. And this team, as far as you know, the, the recruiting rankings, they're way too athletic to be playing in the mud. So if he can come in here and regardless of his scheme 425, you know, three, three, five type of looks and stuff, if he wants to get exotic, that's great, but make sure that they're fundamentally sound and they're gap sound. And I think that was one of the big things that you saw change from Michigan with Mike McDonald coming over, is not only were they aggressive, they also had, you know, some exotic fronts. But the most important thing is they were fundamentally sound on that side of the football.
1: All right, switching gears, curious to get your take on Sonny Styles reclassifying the uh, outstanding safety. He's really going to be a linebacker. Um, uh, speaking of uh, using safety as linebacker, which uh, Jim Knowles likes to do. Sonny Styles reclassifying from 2023 to 2022. He's going to graduate pick Central early. He's going to be a Buckeye. This coming fall, and it's not going to be a last-minute thing like Quinn Ewers. I mean, they first of all, they know it's happening. They want it to happen. <laughs> Those are two different things, and it, he's not going to get here at the last minute. He'll get here in time for, I believe, in time for the beginning of summer conditioning. Won't, won't be here for spring ball. Um, Do you like this? Can this kid, who should still be a senior in high school, really help the Buckeyes this coming fall, or next fall, I should say? Or do you think this is just more a move of, of getting that clock ticking, and maybe by 2023 he can help?
0: I like it because it's a it's a position of need. You're going to need him to come in and be able to provide some depth. I know a lot of fans, they see the rankings and they think that every hot shot true freshman should see the field right away. And a lot of times those guys are good enough. You see Denzel Burke, Tyler Williams, those guys play fairly on in their career. But as far as Sonny, he is going to be a guy that they're going to need. They're going to need him to perform at a high level. And I think it's huge that he's able to reclassify because in my mind, if he wasn't going to be able to reclassify, you needed to address that position in the transfer portal. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even hesitate if you can even find another guy who you think can play and contribute, you know, bring him in, in the transfer portal, because at the end of the day, these guys are fresh. And the chances are that, Uh, a true freshman is going to be ready to go to contribute right away. That's hard. um, And it's a lot to ask, especially for a kid that's going to be on campus in June. If he was going to be in campus in spring ball, then, you know, the conversation could be different because he's going to go through those winter conditionings and get his body a little bit more acclimated to the college game. But as far as debt purposes, I think it's Is big time that you're able to get him going. I know some people think that, yeah, the clock is ticking a little bit sooner than what you want. But I I truly believe that he is a guy that is physically gifted. He has the college body right now. He definitely needs to get a little bit stronger. But I I, I like the, the move from him, and I think that he has the opportunity to see the field right away, because if everybody look at the, you know, the, <laughs> the safety position and the kind of the, what they're looking at, as far as the safety to walk down into the box, it, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I mean, there, it left a lot to be desired, but I thought Ronnie Hickman played extremely well there. But we, if you're trying to move him into the box, we saw against Michigan, it can be a problem if, if linemen start getting to him on the second level, he's probably 185 pounds soaking wet, Uh, so I just think that it's a good move for all parties. And if he's happy and that's what he wants to do, then so be it.
1: I want to talk some name, image, and likeness. What are your thoughts on this deal down with the Texas Longhorns, uh, with their booster setting up the fund, uh, to, to pay players? Do you think Ohio state's going to start doing that? Just your thoughts on that ordeal. Yeah. And just kind of let
0: our listeners know what Texas is doing. Basically they have, uh, they set up, a kind of a a charitable donation and boosters fans, they can donate money to this organization and write it off as a, as a tax write-off for, for charity. They're going to take those funds and pay the offensive line 50,000 a year. They're going to probably disperse other funds to, you know, recruits. Basically Texas is pay for play right now. They're buying players and they're putting them on, Uh, a yearly salary here. The question is, is this legal? And yes, it's totally legal under the umbrella of the NCAA because they refuse to do anything to manage NIL. Now, you have to ask yourself, if you're Ohio State, do you want to swim in these waters? Because the game is changing. I know Ohio State uh, has a kind of a a compliance, give or take there, where a lot of people think that Ohio State's compliance department overreaches their boundaries and they're a little bit more strict than what other big time programs are. So if if there's not going to be any rules to say you can't do this, then I do not see why Ohio State doesn't get in the game. I mean, you look at the boosters and the money that's flowing through Ohio State. If fans want to start contributing a hundred bucks, 200 bucks there and use it to help fund Uh, NIL for players and I don't see an issue with it as long as it's legal I'm just curious because if Texas is going to do this you know that the SEC is going to follow suit they're going to start doing it and when it comes down to recruiting battles you're going to have to ask yourself will we lose this kid because we can't offer him $50,000 a year obviously not every school is going to be able to You know, for that, if you're a high end blue chip guy, the end goal is to make it to the NFL. That's where the big money is at. But it's really enticing. Some of these kids come from a background where, you know, it is a background that's pretty rough and they're going to be the breadwinner future in the future for their family. So if you're able to bring some quick cash in and disperse it to your family and help them out right now, to me, that's a good thing. But it, it creates an unbalanced playing field when it comes to recruiting. If you're, on a, you're down to two teams and one team is offering you, you know, $200,000 through your four-year careers, where the other one is offering you uh, a free car to drive around campus. So to me, I think Ohio State definitely needs to get in the game as long as the NCAA is going to deem this
1: legal. It's fascinating. Uh, we're gonna, there's going to be new stuff to pop up all the time with NIL, and this is the latest, and I agree with you. Um, if it's legal, Ohio State needs to get involved. I mean, it's an arms race. Ohio State, um, whether it's facilities or anything else, uh, paying coaches at this point, you know, what they're doing with uh, Jim Knowles and hopefully what they do with Ryan Day. Um, it's an arms race in all aspects. And, uh, and I agree with you. I think they should and I think they will follow suit as long as that stays legal. All right. Last thing. And really, the NCAA has no teeth anyway. So, I mean, it's not like they run college football anyway. So uh, what the NCAA says goes in one ear and out the other for me. All right. Last thing. I'm, I'm curious to get your take on what's going to happen next year with Harry Miller. Um, do you think he is going to battle with Luke Whippler for the center job? Do you think Whippler earned that job? And that's his job now. And then Harry Miller will move to guard too early to tell. What, what do you anticipate is going to happen with Harry Miller next year?
0: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting case study because you you have Harry Miller uh, shown to be able to play at that high level. I thought Luke was solid this year. Obviously, he wasn't perfect. He lost a couple battles there. Um, but at the end of the day, if Harry is willing to stay with the program, you're going to provide that depth to uh, the offensive line. And to me, the most critical thing is – Ohio State says, let's play the five best offense alignment. And we saw this year what happens when you have that type of mind frame. Yes, you want to get your best players, but they have to be the right players. They have to be the right fit. And when they had the four tackles this year, it was a problem in the run game. So Harry Miller and... White player, there are two guys that can play inside. I think Harry Miller, you know, he, he played the guard position. I think he can slide over there if they want him to. But I think he will also be in a, in a battle. He's going to be in a tight battle. And Donovan Jackson coming in the five-star, he's going to be in the mix for one of the starting guard spots opposite of Matthew Jones. You have to like that you have the talent there, that you're going to have a battle that goes properly all the way to fall camp next year. But, I just hope Harry Miller can stay healthy and his head is in the game because nothing's going to be given to him right now because you look at the you look at the talent that's coming back. and there's some there's some road graders there. and throw another name out there, Josh Fryer, he's another guy that's a road grader that has shown the coaches that he can play at this level. So I, I like the bodies that they have. Um, as far as answering the question, I don't know. It's going to be how those guys perform in camp and who's going to win those position battles.
1: Great stuff from Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it. As always, Jay Book, thank you to all listeners out for tuning in to the show. We appreciate that very much as well. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's we'll hear that Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the Land.